that's not right because this is uh this is this is episode seven. So way to go, Brandon. No, no, Welcome no. to the second no, no, last no, no, TV no. spot. No, we we record seven and eight together though. The last oh, two. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Well, you could do last two. <laughs> My bad. I don't make mistakes. Sean was guys. just like, "Gotcha, yo, <laughs> gotcha, <bitch>. gotcha, motherfucker." <laughs> 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 All right. uh, welcome to the last special TV episode of Three and a Half Gentlemen for 2022. We're the podcast where three of the four hosts provide a refined and intellectual analysis of movies from our private collections. One of us tries desperately to keep up. We'll let you decide which host is which, but for now, my name is Sean, and with me, as always, are my excellent co-hosts, Jeremiah. Wolf out, yo. Eddie. Uh, I enjoy funerals. I've been trashing them for a while. <laughs> and Brandon. I think I'm on Team Xavier now. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, I bet you are, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You're a wiffle waffler. Yeah, pick a side, ass. Yeah, flip flopper, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, before we dive into season four of our podcast next month, we're finishing this calendar year by taking a look at one of our most popular Netflix TV shows ever. As with every review, we give our goal is to answer one simple question. How many drinks does it take to get through the film, or in this case, the show that we just watched? Now, at the end of the podcast, we'll rate each episode based on a scale of zero to five, with zero being the perfect episode that you can watch it stone cold sober, and five being the sort of episode that makes you want to get your throat ripped out by a high monster. Uh, gentlemen, I apologize for my voice. I, I'm going. I'm trying to recover from a fucking cold, and I sound very. I think you 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 sound a little smooth jazz. Like you could <laughs> like you could host one hundred three point seven. The wave. Uh, with that, what uh, show do we have creepy crawling its way uh, into our hearts and minds this evening, gentlemen? Just so you know, there's another error there. In the script. There is right. another. error. Uh, gotcha Sean is so much better <laughs> just than me I think he should take over duties again <laughs> oh no away. no no ah. Eddie Eddie is Eddie is frozen on my screen and he's he is very he, he is, is the frozen, most unflattering it is the, it's the most unflattering it's very disturbing it's the right it's it, it looks the face looks like Tyler Tyler's face before he turns to a hide oh god there we lost him I was just gonna take a picture of oh shit well we'll get him back in a second Anyway, tonight tonight we finish off season one of Wednesday because we know that there is inevitably going to be a season two, which at the time of this there recording is. has over one billion hours watched by viewers like us. This season follows Wednesday Adams as she settles into life at the prestigious Nevermore boarding school where various outcasts of society, including vampires, werewolves, sirens, and bee whisperers, learn to exist within the world around oh, them Eugene. and harness their powers. While at Nevermore, Wednesday finds herself at the center of a murder mystery involving students from the school and members of the neighboring town. Episodes 7 and 8 finds us at the end of the season where the monster is finally revealed and the fate of the students of Nevermore are put to the test. The season has an IMDb score of 8.3, which is just to let you guys know is steadily going down over these last couple weeks, and an average critic score of 72% and an audience score of 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. All right, all right. You know, I see what you're saying, yo. This one went up better than the last ones. I was looking well, at overall. Uh, what score. he's saying is overall, oh. overall scores got up. So, what do you guys think of Uncle Fester, by the way? <laughs> so, I, I have, no, I have mixed feelings there. about Fester. If that's where we're going to start, no, so start I, uh, I really, absolutely love Christopher Lloyd. Uh, Christopher Lloyd is is 
one of the, the, the bright spots of the original shows, he uh, the original uh, movies, he is the perfect Uncle Fester. And I feel like uh, Fred Armiston, Fred mm-hmm. Armiston, is that? Yeah. Fred yeah. Armiston. Yeah. He, he didn't quite get there for me. He didn't quite embrace enough of the character. And it was I don't unusual. know if it was, it was not visually proper. It was not acting mm-hmm. proper. Like there was something that just didn't hit for me. And yeah. uh, I'm curious what you guys think. Yeah. So uh, I know that I'm just going to open up the floodgates here. You guys are going to hate me by the end of the episode. Um, but we're going to start with Fred Armisen. I'm not a huge Fred Armisen fan to start with. I think some things in Portlandia are funny. I think some things in SNL when he was in that was funny. Um, but in general, I'm not a Fred Armisen fan. And as soon as I saw him literally open his mouth, I thought, God, this is ruining Fester. And over the whole course of that episode, I really felt even more disconnected from the show and from the characters because of Fred Armisen. I think that it was an absolutely horrible choice of casting. Um, and I think that the reason was uh, is that Fred Armisen was playing too much of Fred Armisen. Right. When you watch Chris Lloyd play Fester, you're not watching Christopher Lloyd, who I think is, is an amazing, wonderful actor who can shape shift into any different role. But with Fred Armisen, you're watching Fred Armisen play his same damn character from all of the different skits that he plays. And it just doesn't work. Jer. I actually thought it was a funny, weird, uh, interesting approach because this Uncle Fester, you know, it's not going to be like Christopher Lloyd. Come on, man. No. You fucking nail that fucking role. It's like certain for life, you know. But for this one, it just reminded me like he kind of seemed like a little psychotic in this fucking series, you know. Like it felt like he was a fucking uh, a maniac, dude. And it almost yeah. reminded me like of like escape uh, from a like escape yeah. convict. Yeah. Like, yeah, like it just seemed like he was just off edge. It reminded me of Heath Ledger's Joker. Not, the, you know, like the, I'm saying it's not the same performance. Mm-hmm. I'm saying like the weirdest vibe and how he's just animatic with how he talks and everything like that. I thought it was kind of weird, man, but interesting. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's what it is. It's not so much Eddie, cutesy as it is. Eddie, what do you else. think? Uh, I just I, I think he was really corny. It was he was uh, mm-hmm. something about the character. He didn't uh, he didn't nail the character down. Uh, I think that's probably bad. Uh bad i don't know what brian was saying is this just not the right actor for the right spot uh, i mean i know no one can do christopher lloyd but there's other choices i would have done instead of uh this fred guy um i feel like he was trying too hard and it became his jokes came yes. across corny and it was just it just it wasn't uh believable that he was even uncle fester i, I expect more of uncle fester more of a a pop and he had no yeah. pop it was just these dull jokes that weren't landing for me <laughs> Uh, so, and, and I, I don't necessarily agree with Brandon in his, I mean, you dislike Fred Armisen, I can disagree with that, yeah. but but as an actor, um, there are times where I really do enjoy him. He was wonderful uh, on the show uh, Parks and Recreation. There was a, mm-hmm. He played like a visiting admiral from a different country. And so when he gets in his, like when he gets in his right role, I think he's fantastic. Much like Jim Carrey in that in that way, where I think if Jim Carrey plays a Jim Carrey role, he's good. But every time he departs from that, he just it doesn't feel right. Yeah. And he overplays. I think it was too much to ask for him to do this role in a way because it was just good, like yeah. almost like you're going to like, you know, size him up with Christopher Lloyd. It's an almost impossible task. And I, I do respect for what he was trying to do, man. He was trying to do more of a, a psychotic type of a fucking uh, Uncle Fester. I mean, that's but the, the problem. But the problem is, though, when you see Fester show up, I mean, I'm not saying that he's everybody's favorite character, but he's one of, I think, the iconic characters in the Adams family. So when he shows up, 
I think every single person sees that and gets excited. And you're right, yeah. Jerry, you're right. That's a, that's a heavy load to carry and you really can't throw that on him. And, and I'm not saying that he has to be Christopher Lloyd, but what I am saying is, um, <laughs> and, and also I, I, let me just maybe preface it with, I don't think that the, the problem with Fester was necessarily Fred Armisen. And I'm not a huge Fred Armisen, but I don't hate him. I think the problem was really, was really with the writing. And Eddie, you hit it on the, the head, right? That he, the jokes were trying too hard. He, as an actor, was trying to play it off as, and to me, in this kind of cutesy, um, psychotic cutesy, but kind of flippant way. Maybe flippant's a better word. And to me, it just doesn't land. And what's really upsetting about it to me is you had an opportunity here to do something pretty magical. Yes. Because... I know a lot of people don't like Luis Guzman as as Gomez, but at least he has this beautiful connection with Wednesday. Wednesday, And there are such wonderful scenes that he has. Even if you don't like him, you can still appreciate the acting underneath. Here, you had kind of a great introduction, right? So you've got our favorite character of the entire show in peril being plunged through the palm with a a knife. Mm -hmm. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And you have him as as the perfect person to save, you know, to save thing and yes. it it just it just it almost like it was I don't know, it was childish, it was flippant, it was there was no depth mm-hmm. to his character. Yes. I actually uh I'm going to I'm going to go on record here. I would actually love to see like a a spin-off of Thing and Uncle Fester. Uh, just regarding, regarding to their stories and what they were doing back before <laughs> the whole thing. I think that was fucking hilarious, dude. I mean, I, I actually enjoy that scene that yeah. they have this I history almost, and shit. I almost also want to go off as like, I would have enjoyed it a lot more if they never even brought Uncle Fester in. Agreed. This, until but I feel like, like they I don't need think there to was a story that had no depth to. Yeah, everyone's expecting him. So it was like, oh, yeah. you have to have Uncle Fester. But overall, like, Episode seven, you know, out of the last two episodes, yeah. I feel like it was just, it wasn't enough. It was too late, and then I also just don't think I almost yeah. just didn't care for him in this series. Well, it's true we didn't see cousin it, right? We didn't see him, so right. I guess mm-hmm. you know, we didn't next season. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like you could have done this with uh, a crystal ball to Granny. You could have done this with because mm-hmm. uh, what, what they were trying to establish, right, was that Uncle Fester was was well. Uh, worldly he he knew his monsters he knew what was kind of going on in the world he seems like he gave he gave a little bit more help to wednesday with finding the hot the hide what 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 the monster is oh that's a hide right Mm -hmm. Uh, but i i think that that could have been done by almost any person including pugsley i think you could have brought pugsley into this granny was a great call sean that that would have been i think perfect yeah yeah and and I just don't think with this, like like Eddie said, I don't think Fester himself was the right person to put into this position. Mm-hmm. And Fred Armisen, to me, just did, didn't hit. It just didn't hit. But let's, yeah. I mean, let's move off the let's negative. On, there yeah. were a lot of good positive things too. Let's put it this way: the motorcycle scene with uh, Wednesday and Uncle Fester. I mean, that was a good throwback to the original. I thought I thought that was pretty fucking funny and it just quirky and you know it had that Adams Family vibe to it. So I actually really dug that shit. Getting into the yeah. town of Jericho and you know seeing Tyler and uh, Tyler's motives. I mean, shit, yo, fuck. Yeah, we got we got to see Tyler. that coming or what? Oh yeah, we'll talk. talk about that. Oh okay. I want somebody else to start. I, I I've got negatives, so let's hear somebody start positive. You got negatives, yeah. I got so many fucking negatives. You're not all about like a picnic inside a crypt. <laughs> okay, no, I, well I didn't know we were going there. That, that was, was pretty, actually really really cool. 
and oh, that would have got me. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, my my problem comes with Tyler in end of this season. Yeah. How is Tyler okay with? How is Tyler okay with all this though? Like, is he just so used to Jericho that like this is the life of he has? He has vampires in his life and like you know werewolves. I don't and, think he like, knows he's it. Just this, he's just this normie. He does know. He he obviously sees Wednesday at the school and he he knows that there he sees Thing the hand walking around a lot. Like he knows about <laughs> Thing, right? That's so true. Like I'm just I'm oh, wondering. Wait, wait. Um, forgive me. I think he does know it because on episode eight, it was revealed that his mother actually went to Nevermore, and so it's kind of like you know a little shock to him. Like, but I think that we got to look at the it whole or... town. Everybody looks at, at these these outsiders, and I mean, they all know that they're monsters. They may not know the specific type of monsters, but mm-hmm. yeah, or Ed, I think that yeah, they they all look at him and they're like, oh well, you know, it's just another day in in I, in Jericho. I wish they talked about that. Yeah, I wish they talked about it a little bit more. I just feel like they didn't never talked about like. You know, like, I don't know. It just, it seemed, I, I, I'm almost at this point, like Tyler is trying really hard. That's his character. I like his character, but I can tell like, he's really trying to hook up with Wednesday, right? I mean, like he's, he likes her a lot and he, he's going above and beyond. And I think I, I start getting the feeling that he's going, there's some, there's a motive behind it. I start, I start are, thinking, are we like, why is he trying so hard? Yeah. Are we spoiling it at this point? I mean, no. we might as well. No, I mean, you you see it at the end of this episode where you see Thing getting <coughs> stabbed. I mean, there was a reason why he brought her to the crypt. You know, what I also loved, and, and this maybe is too deep for the show, is that the, the monster is a hide, right? So what is a hide? Cool. So a hide is made up of, you know, in, in my mind, I went immediately to Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yes. You've got yep. two characters. You've got two parallels. You've got two things going on. It, like, introduced this idea of two, and I think that was pretty fucking brilliant to have, the you know, a Hyde be be the, the overall the arching villain. So the question, though, well, is, is did Tyler truly care about Wednesday, or was it all a motive to just – get this this you know this revenge plot on on nevermore revenge plot yeah i think it's actually a bit of both it's kind of like was he like you know uh lord vader in a way you know or was he the winter soldier in a way you know where he's being told to do something and not being aware of it you know in the end he's kind of like you know i was always aware of it you know i love the feeling but is that really him being the bad guy or is that him just being still kind of like you know possessed uh, so yeah, I, I don't think he's possessed. I don't think he's possessed, but he's definitely influenced. Um, and he that influence. The question is, is, does the influence extend to his, you know, his normal everyday life? And yes. I think the answer to that is yes, it does. Um, it. I think that he was told to fall in love with Wednesday or told to interact with Wednesday. And that was the natural progression of his character. I don't think necessarily that it was genuine. I think it was all a function of his, uh, what do you call it? His programming. So is he going to be, is he still going to be the baddie in season two? You think? I think it's going to be kind of like a Buffy and Angel type of thing where he's the bad guy in a way, but, you know, there's still going to be some type of like a connection between both I of mean, them. He was able to persuade from the very beginning of pinning against Xavier. Like Xavier, I, I, you know, I don't like him. I, don't, I can't trust him. But Xavier also vice versa was saying like, he, you know, this guy I don't trust. So you always got the idea like this is like an arch nemesis between them two, Xavier and Tyler. Um, yeah. And I, 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 like, I like how – they did flip me for a little bit of like how Tyler was able to convince, I think Wednesday and put Xavier behind bars, right. Get him like trap him. 
set them up. Yeah, set them up. I mean, the, the sheriff went all for it. I guess what what bothered me was where's your end game there? Okay, no. so you 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 played this trick where Xavier is captured. Where is your end? Where is your end game? Because Hyde is still going to come out. Hyde is still going to do something, and then Xavier is going to be exonerated. So, well, no, where, no, 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 no. I don't think so. Seems... No, no, no. The end game so. was the end game was basically the other person getting uh, uh you know, an yeah. episode eight. You know, the the main villain to. Uh, abolish the whole fucking you know yeah. school and everything like everyone kill everyone because you know? here's so that here's was the thing. I get right that there. point. No, but here's well, the why thing. Why spend Sean? so much time trying to incarcerate Xavier? Is that that's my question? Because here's the thing. I think that oh. what the idea is that as long as Tyler isn't, uh, you know, we're talking about the 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 overall baddie, right? The Emperor Palpatine. Um, as long as that person doesn't t- t- force Tyler to change. The idea was that he never would change into the height. I think that's the the idea. I'm not saying that that that's logical, but I think the idea is that that would happen. So therefore, once uh, Nevermore is destroyed and abolished and everything, then Tyler doesn't turn into the hide. Xavier gets the hit. He takes the fall. And then the two of them go off into whatever merry land that that they want to go off into. That argument that argument is made somewhat weaker by the fact that they found a cave with monocles attached to the walls, indicating that he he was going to turn no matter what. He was you know. I think, no, but it's practice. That was there, practice. So. That was practice. It's like training. So I have a, I have a so I have a, a I don't know if it's an answer, but Wednesday <laughs> knows that there's it's a it's a partner, right? There's two, obviously. So Xavier does mm-hmm. half the battle. She knows that part. But capturing Xavier, I mean, she ha- you have to think like for me, she doesn't it's, uh, suspect Tyler because he's a normie, right? So she knows his normies here. So Xavier, she suspects more, suspects him more because he goes to the school. Maybe he has other powers that no one knows about. So she honestly thinks Tyler's just a regular dude who works at a coffee yeah. shop. So she has no business to suspect him that he's actually, you know. So she overlooked the the the, the picture right with the. Yeah. The fencing and seeing Tyler's mom, blah blah, down the road, episode eight. Yeah. Overall, like so, at this time, like she, it's only thinks Xavier, 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 because he goes to this school, right? And she just thinks that he has other powers on top. And doesn't of that sh- doesn't that show the the others, right? The the what are they called? The um the, the not the normies. No, the non-normies, whatever the fuck. Uh, the the dark shades, shades, the night shades. Oh, I was just saying the the students, right? It just shows this by by having Xavier arrested for this crime, it just shows the the students to be even worse in the eyes of everybody else, all the normies in the world. So I think it actually makes sense. Yes. Um, and once you know, Crackstone is brought back and the school is destroyed and Crackstone reigns supreme or whatever the hell the, the that that end goal was. Um, I think that the idea was to skip town and basically let let you know Nevermore burn, which works. And Xavier takes the whole hit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, okay, exactly. So I, I got and that. the sheriff's happy. And the sheriff's happy. Yeah. So one of the one of the aspects of this that I will say is positive about Fester's uh, contribution to the web of, of this episode is that he kind of played up the solo lifestyle and kind of I think made Wednesday question her decisions to be alone because she saw what it was doing to fester and that fester was kind of fucking insane and crazy and yeah. you know like on the run constantly from criminals and blah blah, blah or from police but i i think that it did create kind of a an element of questioning in wednesday that made her then question everything she knew about both xavier and uh 
I like that. Uh, I like that so, a lot. Yeah, that's, that that's a well, I mean, I mean, I like in the end of the episode, I mean, she decides to go to see Tyler. You know, I mean, that was it. You know, she makes she the move. Be man, alone. To she her. wanted to. Sh- yeah, she, she makes the move. Yeah, just fitting that you know the person she kisses is a psychopath killing monster. So it just kind of comes the full circle right there. Yeah, it does. Were you guys expecting that right away? Like knowing that, like, did you know? Did you guys know it was Tyler before it was Tyler? Or were you thinking at this I, time? Were you still thinking it was someone else? No, I think I had a feel, fucking feeling, man. The whole last episode where he came out of nowhere and he's like, oh, I'm all scratched up right there. And then I was just like, that is the fucking monster right there. You can't fucking buy that shit to me. Yeah. Like, so oh, have, it hurts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that hurts I so started. I, I started suspecting that it at least wasn't Xavier when he got the scratches on his neck and he under, and then you found out why he had the scratches on his neck. And I'm like, okay. He's not creating the monster out of, uh, you know, it's like not a shadow monster. It's a real thing. We've seen it several times. So I, I kind of, I didn't, I didn't necessarily know it was uh, Tyler, but I, I did, I did know for quite, quite certain it was not going to be Xavier. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, okay. So this is where my major frustration comes and it really kind of hits its head in, in episode eight. So we'll get to that and talked about that and I'll, I'll, piss everybody off but my problem with this is that when you have a mystery right a murder mystery or a mystery you have to be giving some indication some clues throughout for me it was like they wrote the episodes each one you know one through six basically and they said well it could be this person it could be this person it could be this person we're gonna give every single one of them equal reason that it could be them but they didn't even have an idea of what it is and there needs to be breadcrumbs dropped right that kind of ties it to it yeah i see what you're saying about the the you know he shows up and he's got the scratches across himself and and you know this idea that he cares about wednesday and and the you know the hide monster or the monster has protected her throughout all these things i get that but i also don't like the fact that it came out of nowhere, right? When we first meet Tyler, he's everybody's first suspect. Oh, it's got to be him because obviously it's got to be him. And then they they try so hard to trick us into thinking it's not him that when it's him again, to me, it felt like a big underwhelming slap across the face. You should always know that it's always the boyfriend that's the it's killer. It's always the every boyfriend, fucking horror dude. movie. Dude. It really is. <laughs> Come on, dude. I mean, he was like oh. totally Billy Loomis, man, in this fucking yeah, episode, dude. Or in episode eight. Yeah. <laughs> he was all screamed out. Yeah. Oh, jeez. It, it is the first time that uh, – sorry. It's the first time that Wednesday – I was reading that she actually smiled when she yes. saw uh, Uncle mm-hmm. Fester. So that was kind of – that was cool to see him. Like I don't know, it was, I like him at parts, like what Sean was saying, and I I, I never saw it that way. That he he did bring out a, a side of Wednesday. Well, yeah. I actually like the scene where you know, like you know, things dying, and you see just oh, this intense. anger, emotion. She's like, you know, thing. If you die, I will kill you. <laughs> you yeah. know, just like that's the first thing that she could say. But then she goes on this like, whoever did this will fucking pay. Man, it was a nice scene to see that there was this a anger that is going to drive her to the other side yeah. to figure out this I whole really story. I really did think that thing was going to die. Did you guys think that thing was going to stay dead? Or did you always know? I that thought he was dead. Problem? I was so upset. I'm, I, I, I was throwing my hands up. I'm like, I'm not done with the show. I'm not watching it anymore. I was pissed. I was fucking pissed. Okay, well, I'm glad I can actually see that. Right I, know. I can see that in my head. I've been there a few times with you when you just done shit like that. Like, I'm fucking done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> you don't fuck with my don't fuck with my stories. I mean, this is oh, horrible, horrible. 
but uh, no, I, I thought you know I thought they did a really nice job uh, with thing the thing story arc and and uh, you know saving him was the right thing to do and uh, very happy that they did that because I would have been devastated. That would have been, that would have been a a show breaker for me. I I don't know if I would have recovered, honestly. Uh, I don't know if (laughs) I I would have recovered from that. Yeah. Well, I would agree. You you want to talk about the next episode? Yeah. I think we definitely need to talk about that because a shitload happened. Because uh, not all good. Wednesday. I actually, well, we'll disagree to disagree, but I thought Wednesday, the beginning of the episode. (laughs) Was uh pretty fucking psychotic, man. I mean, she was about to get all saw on fucking Tyler right there, man. I mean, it was like I liked fuck, it. It was she good. Ain't, she ain't fucking. She ain't fucking joking, dude. A murder of woes. So this is like it. It kind of leads off the last episode. Like, the way that other one ended was like, oh, it would be my first kiss, a psychotic path killer. You know, like you were saying, yeah. Jeremy. So this one, it jumped off, and it, it instantly started with Tyler walking to like a. In the woods, some and type shit, of yeah. like in the woods yeah. in like a column area, like somewhere in the over there in Jericho, and you th- you get the feeling right off the bat that Wednesday is up to something. To she's <laughs> she's she almost like wants to like you know like you were saying, kids mass, take some names, and she's not alone. Which I, yeah, I thought that was kind of yeah, cool. She actually has gang. her crew, yeah. yeah. And that 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 I think is the arch of the show that I really appreciated the most is that she went from a loner. Uh, kind of uh, unwilling to g- join any groups and be part of these mm-hmm. groups to having enough having enough wherewithal to go to the to the uh, the head ma- head headmistress and have a plan. Like I, I saw that coming, and I, I liked that plan. I liked that they were gonna, um, you know, they were, that she had enough faith in in Wednesday the headmistress did to kind of give her the opportunity and it showed that she had really true colors. And I like that. I like that. I like that aspect. Anyone else? Yeah. So, I mean, we're getting a little bit no, ahead, I but I really love that. Uh, the, the shape shifting, the fact that they've used that, um, you know, at the end of that, I thought that was really great, but no, when we're talking about the torture scene, um, I really enjoyed seeing, Wednesday unhinged. And I think that that was something that we needed to see because what it shows is that Wednesday, like you said, Sean, this is, this is her character arc. Wait, the whole was the torture show. scene was the torture scene. In, right away. In, right away. Episode so, eight. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I thought it was at the beginning. end of seven. I'm so sorry. Okay. No, no, I'm that's so okay. sorry. No, no, I, I got a little so, lost. No, no, that's okay. So no, but what I loved about it and the, Sean, this is going along with what you're saying about the, her, her character arc and really her story arc and, is that she feels, she doesn't want to feel right. That's the whole thing is she doesn't want to feel but she feels so deeply um, and, and, you know, like we've talked about, she, her feelings come out in different ways than normal people's. But what I love seeing that is that she was so determined, right? Yeah. I, it almost feels like she, uh, that Tyler got the best out of her mm. and, you know, just the, the thought process and she feels betrayed, man. And then you see her become like, in a lot of ways, a fucking terrifying monster, man. You know, you're just like, as a viewer, you're like, Yo, are you gonna go fucking there? Is this where the show is gonna fucking go there? Because you know, I'm I'm expecting that something's gonna happen. A finger, a toe, who's to say? But then you know, <laughs> and it showed like it showed all the way to like she was the most dangerous one out of the whole group, and she, you know, her powers yeah. were was like she doesn't have like it. crazy powers. Yeah, yeah, it was like she, and all her all the people her nightshades they were all like, hey, I didn't sign up for this, and I wasn't like you know we're I didn't sign up to like kill someone here, but yeah. Uh, you, you get Tyler fighting back, and you, I, I had the feeling like this is where Tyler's really. Actually, I started to enjoy this part of Tyler of like a little bit more. Um, that this was oh, being tortured. 
Oh, I thought yeah. you went when he was coming to the uh, uh, in, the, in the police station and he comes up. I like him. Right. Can we? We need to talk about. I started liking it. So wait, we we got we got to talk about this because. A man and I actually had this debate about 20 minutes ago before we started uh, recording. And she, she okay, so she, we, we've got that moment where he says, hey, I need a minute with Wednesday. And he goes up to her and says, How does it feel? And she's like, How does what feel? And he says, You know, being wrong. And he then lost. he turns in the sinister, yeah, losing. That's what it was. Um, and he turns in the sinister fucker, right? And then he he gets all glass glossy glassy eyed and goes walks back all sad. Now she, Amanda's saying that she read that as he is part hide monster, but is is basically coming back to himself as Tyler at the end. And that's why he's sad. I'm saying he's a fucking psychopath who is playing that sad character for the other people in the station. So thoughts out there with you guys: Is he really? a fucked up bad individual all the way through, or is there this delineation between Hyde monster and Tyler? Is he bipolar? I think the other side has actually kind of flipped around and shit like that since it's been released and whatnot. So and he's no sad then because that. he realizes that he cares about Wednesday and it's and, almost like Gollum, dude, like it's Gollum and Seagull and, uh, and shit like that. Once okay. Gollum comes I'll, out, I'll, dude, that's get- it. I want yeah. to be known, first of all, that I always agree with Amanda no matter what. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm trying to I'm trying wrong. to understand <laughs> exactly wrong. what okay. <laughs> I'm trying to okay. understand exactly what you're saying. Are you saying that Tyler is always always Hyde, that Hyde has overcome That's his personality what? and that that there's there's no because there's that, no de- Tyler that defeats the purpose but that defeats the purpose of Jekyll and Hyde. Jekyll and Hyde is that he is two different personalities living in one body. So I think that there are moments when the Hyde personality exerts himself, and that's not always when he so, is the but, monster. But by the time but, that we get to season – or I'm sorry, episode eight. By the time we get to episode eight, is that Dr. Jekyll version of Tyler? So the Tyler version, is it there or has he become this sinister fucker? Whether we want to call it Hyde because he hasn't really fully turned back into the Hyde character, is Hyde in the mind? He became the mother. He's not Norman Bates anymore. He's the mother now. Simple I, as that, okay. dude. So I, I, I'm, okay. I'm, yeah. I agree with that. Is that what Amanda said? No, that's what I said. She's, she's the one saying. She, yeah, Amanda was saying that he has a good side of him yeah. that actually cares for Wednesday. I think that's the act. I think that's all. I think you get that later in the yes. in the episode too. You you start seeing when they're back going to the. I don't know where mm-hmm. the, the where they have the body parts around this, you know, with this is Back I don't want to say the yeah. big reveal yet, but you get the idea. Yeah, you get the idea of like, okay, uh Tyler is actually this is Tyler. You know, he's I think at one point he mentioned when he first started changing at times, he didn't know what was happening. Yeah. But I feel he, like there is he's a psychopath the and he was playing and, the yeah. part. He started yeah. tasting the blood, yeah. And yeah. you get the idea too. This whole time you think, oh, well, why is he saving why is he saving Wednesday then? He obviously likes Wednesday. No, he's saving Wednesday because he's told to save Wednesday till the very end from his boss. Just Wednesday's the blood of the Wednesday, so, the Adam family. Did you expect to order Christina to... Ricci? No, I did I not. Was, I was so disappointed. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Oh, my God, Sean. We're on the same side. For... Yeah. I know. I was because I love Christina Ricci. First of all, I think she's a wonderful actress, but it was also nice to have an OG character. I think I said this last fucking episode. I was yeah. like, you know, with Christina Ricci, it's kind of obvious to make her this super, super, super arching villain. 
And here yeah. they go, making her the super RNG villain. Like, damn yeah. it. I thought, I, thought, I thought it was cool, man. I thought it was cool to see Wednesday versus Wednesday. I so, actually fucking was digging you know, that, you know? I like and that, Christina yeah. was actually, you know, fucking enjoying the shit of it, man. I, mean, I wish it had been the psychiatrist. In this. I wish it had been the psychiatrist. Oh, too. It would have made way more sense. I wish I wish they did layers. I wish it, they would have done the psychiatrist and beyond that is is the you know, so they set up for next season. So beyond that is the pull the one pulling her swing strings, you know, like yes. you know, uh, uh, within, within, within. I thought that would be kinda of cool to cheat that. Or, or Eddie's there, talking brilliance. Well, you kind of do have an idea of like how the season's gonna end. Like um Sean, uh, who's the fucking villain in uh, um uh, Sherlock Holmes? Moriarty. It almost feels like there's a Moriarty in this series that there's another person that's actually pulling the strings. You do get the whiff of that. You definitely get the whiff of that as you go through that there's someone else kind of hiding, hiding out there, kind of pushing people. But I, what, okay. And this is my criticism of the, of this show. I thought it got sloppy in the end. Yes. Um, Crackstone bringing him back in a physical form was <laughs> unnecessary. Uh, It was just like, I'm like, come on, why are you doing, why are you ruining a great show with just like stupidity? Like it just was stupid to me. It wasn't stupid. They were foreshadowing the Frankenstein. I mean, like Thornhill was talking about, you know, Mary Shelley mentioned about Frankenstein and whatnot. I mean, it was almost like, like, you know, throwing that shit there. I thought it was fucking cool. It was terrible. So I'm going to take a stand real quick. There's a bride the boogie there. It was the bride of the boogie. So right there, here's dude. here's my thing, and I know that this sounds really stupid, and it really sounds really hypocritical, because the whole you know show is about monsters and things at you know this academy, and you know you got vampires, and we're sitting there going like, oh, that makes total sense. But for me, when they took that that transition <laughs> into the supernatural, which I know, like I said, the whole thing supernatural, I get it. But when they took the bad guy and Christina Ricci, the normie, going to the supernatural, it was but she literally wasn't a normie. Well, 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 basic. Well, she was. She was a normie who is going to. She, she had a medicine that she was injecting. Yeah. Okay. So, she but yeah, based, but it was plant based. Right? It was plant based. But well, here's my thing: daughter, is uh, okay, right. Continue. But but what I'm saying is, for them to take to me, it was like jumping the shark. It really was to go to the full supernatural and bring back a ghost zombie thing, whatever we want to call it, from the different body parts that have been mutilated and, and removed. Yeah. I thought that it was it was like the Scorpion King at the end of Mummy Two, and it it took me completely out of it. I want the bad person to be human. I think that that was something that was necessary, and the fact that they went away from that, and, I really and, think, and is a problem. They, well, Christina Ricci was human. What they could have done, which was which would have been, I, mean, I, I love to sit back and and write these these shows over again. But what I would have done is I would have had the spirit of Crackstone inhabit a regular person so that it's Crackstone reincarnated as opposed to like, oh, here, here I am. Like, I'm going to kill. I'm going to kill you all. Like, it just didn't work for me. It was like a and that hat, hat, (laughs) like, I mean, (laughs) it just didn't work. It was not I agree. I, I was hoping for reincarnation with like go into like the body of the body yeah, of take Christina over Ritchie Christina or something Ritchie. like that. Yes. Take over something and have this all of a sudden she becomes powerful a little bit more and you know and to, Come on. you know you know there's gonna be a battle in the, the courtyard, right? So it's like yeah. everyone's waiting for that battle scene in the courtyard with Wednesday <sighs> and they did make Wednesday all of a sudden um I agree with you, Brandon. Like all of a sudden it went from 
like, okay, uh, I know this is like non-believable. There's a ham walking around with no body here, <laughs> but there was a, there's a fine line of all of a sudden yeah. now you were putting it, Crossed it, just it became really over and across that line. I think your fine. I think your fine lines are so fucking funny. No, yeah, it's just like well, the there's moment, a fine line. There's dude. One thing that it would just pass it. You're like, that's it. That's it. That's I it. can't do it. That's it. Well, well, but, but, she but, died. Yes. Right? She died real quickly. Yeah, but what? Oh, what Wednesday. Okay. But oh, here's no. the thing: she was dying. Wasn't wasn't oh, the, the courtyard battle? Man? No, wasn't the courtyard battle? Wasn't that underwhelming? Like they built that up to be something great. You had all these these students standing together, and all of a sudden, it was just like, oh, it's over. There it is. And I'm not asking for Helm's Deep, but I'm asking for something. I think you so, were asking for like you know Deathly Hollows, man. Shit, yeah, I would I have taken that. A little too much there. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a culmination <laughs> of a season. Hey, we and don't get me don't started have eight on movies here. You have yeah. eight shows, and don't get me started how they ruined that scene in the in Hogwarts with, the, yeah. with Tom Riddle. Anyway, I, I don't just I don't agree with you, Brandon. It was not overwhelming. Or underwhelming. I thought it was the right amount of whelming. The problem yeah. with it is that they relied so much on the supernatural, it yeah. got kind of big. Make the plot small. Like if I have a if I can say anything to Hollywood, if I can say anything to anyone writing these shows, make the plot small, not big. Maybe Just that's make what it, it is, about Sean. people yeah. and the hatred of people. Not about like, oh, I'm, I have, you know, the spirit of Crackstone is coming back to wreak havoc on Nevermore. Nobody cares. People would more care if she had poisoned the entire faculty and the entire staff and all the kids and was trying to like use her plants to, to, to destroy Nevermore that way. Sean, you hit it. Yes. But I think you guys are missing the point of the show. It's not about all that stuff and all that jazz and whatnot. It's about, you know, character arc. It's about like, you know, these, these kids that are actually learning to actually find out who they are in the meaning of friendship and everything but like Jer, that coming but together. Jer, at by the taking end, it to the she's related to Cratstone, right? Yeah, yeah, but by taking it away from, from the by by taking it to the supernatural, you're taking it away from the characters. And I, and Sean, Joe, you're right. Is that that? And, and this is what Amanda said to me too. Is I wish they care they focused more on the people at the end. And that's the thing is they don't. They try to go too much. And I guess that's what the underwhelming is. Is that we lose so much of the character focus, and I think that I've said this uh, last week too. Is that to me one of my frust- one of the biggest frustrations I have with this whole show is that we don't know enough about these other supporting characters. All we get is Wednesday, and I love Wednesday. Jenna Ortega is amazing, and I'm not going to ever say anything negative about it. But I do say we need to know more about these other supporting characters. Eugene. Who the fuck knew that he had B power? Like that was actually his power until the end, right? Who knew? And who knows? We don't even know what Xavier really can do. And I think we do need to establish that. You got the tip of the iceberg. But I mean, when you think about this, man, like you saw all these people that Wednesday was like not even socialized, just wasn't even given the time of day come to her rescue in the end. That these people cared about Wednesday. I don't know any of them. That's what it is. Uh, no, yeah, but I agree. The vampires no, could have could have had more of a story. Yeah, I, I feel like with, they just lacked. Let let Jeremiah finish because I I agree with him 100. percent Go ahead, Jeremy. No, I'm just saying, like you know, that's the whole point of that. That you saw each of these characters come to the rescue for Wednesday to say Wednesday. If it wasn't Xavier, it was Bianca. If it was Bianca. Then you finally got to see uh, uh, her friend. Uh, wolf transformation and whatnot and actually save the fucking day and i'll tell you this much man that hug at the end between those two roommates man i mean shit dude that said everything regarding to friendship sacrifice and love and that was the kind of the story arc that you got at at the end of the season it actually came to full circle regarding what happened i like i like i like that part with the the uh the roommate ended uh i think you're 
Yeah, that, that was. But a tough I do one. feel like the rest of the, I do feel like the rest of the the Scooby Gang was like a whack X Man. Like all of a sudden, everyone's showing their powers. Like, <laughs> yeah. like you know, like you have the B guy, and then you have yeah Bianca, and then you have uh, you know like everyone, and then you have uh, the guy with the Medusa hair. Like all of a sudden, everyone's like showing these powers and become like a little Power Ranger game. I just I thought it was a little. Uh, <laughs> So, it was. It was. I, it I agree with you. Ed. It wasn't. It wasn't necessary. I felt like maybe Bianca help with a little. I don't know. Yeah, Bianca took a sword to uh, Joseph. Yeah, I, I, I like that. So I, I said maybe have Bianca help and have uh, the werewolf transformation. But everyone, I don't know. Maybe I just didn't like Eugene's part. Like that. That felt like it came out yeah. of left field no, with yeah. the bees. You, you uh, knew it was coming too, because he was like I'll going after. You, I'll tell you what it is, Eddie. And it's the same problem that the DC universe has. Okay, you've got Superman who is the all-powerful, and they try to match the power with a villain that is equal to or more powerful than the the people trying to defeat the villain. And so you've Mm -hmm. got this power-on-power end, and it's like, who's more strong? Who's more powerful? Who can defeat who? And the brilliance of Lex Luthor, for instance, as a villain, is that he knows he's not as strong as Superman. So he attacks different aspects of Superman that have nothing to do with his power. One of the brilliant parts about Harry Potter was that Harry Potter and Voldemort at the end, it was about learning secrets and deep magic and understanding truth, not who was the better wizard. What this became was who had enough power to defeat Crackstone. And that is where you're like, you know what? I don't, I don't really care. I don't really care about the B powers. I don't really care about these different powers. I more care about a more sophisticated ending where, you know, you learn things. That's what I think episode five had where they went back and, and they figured out about the parents. And so was that episode five Yeah, that was five. where you had like that, that super serum, the super serum. And you learned like a truth beyond a truth, beyond a truth. That's what I was expecting from this episode. And they did not deliver that. They didn't deliver that, that all. Oh, oh shit. Oh shit. Like they didn't give yeah. you that. Well, I mean, you guys are talking about they were using the powers. I mean, they didn't defeat the powers with like Joseph Krakus. No, they actually just killed them with the, with the black heart, with the sword. They stabbed. There was no powers to it, you know? Yeah. But so I, I, like- I go ahead. Sorry, no, it's just like I don't understand where you guys are like. Oh, they got all X Men out. There was no one using their powers, not one, except for you know, for one getting all like wolfed out and whatnot. That was the only person. Gene used his bees. Yeah, against uh, Christina Ritchie, not Joseph, actually. No, I, I, mean, I understand that, the concept, but it was still like it, it was not. There weren't defeating secrets. They were defeating like who was strong enough to defeat um, Cragstone. That was the question. Yeah. Like, I mean, Cragstone basically killed Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, but then Wednesday killed him with a sword into the heart. I mean, you, it actually came into full circle to see her skills as a fence person, you know? And I'm just not gonna I'm just not gonna get that. Like he killed Wednesday so quickly in that first like yeah. couple of scenes. He's too powerful. Like no one could that realistically, no one at that school could defeat this well, crap. I wouldn't guy. say he's too powerful. I mean, he is only like a fucking like you know pilgrim. It's That's not like, he's uh, like you know from a demon spawn. I was arguing with Sean like they they the, the Hollywood. I don't know. They're just trying to make this pilgrims. epic villain, and they they it would have been cool to have like maybe just Christina Ritchie did like. Oh, like the 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 souls inside her now of Cratstone, and now she's just trying to kill. That would have been badass. Uh, serum. There it is. Like, well, that would have been cool. But you got Christina Ricci being Lex or, Luger, uh, or, Lex or Luger. Christina Ricci changes two of the students to to you know to control a little bit. I don't know. Like, no. 
if that would have happened, you guys would have had a condition fit on that fucking show. I don't like no, no, I would have loved it. I don't like it. this guy. He became too powerful. I, I just, I don't, I just didn't believe it. I just feel like he's too strong. Brandon, close your ears, yeah. Brandon. Don't listen to this part. Like literally, take your headphones out. Because we can all agree that when in Game of Thrones, when you found out who really killed Joffrey, yeah. <laughs> What do you take your, your headphones off? Eddie has them. Eddie, give me a damn thumbs up when I can listen right. to this. No, when you when you when you finally found out who killed Joffrey, it was like this revelation, and it was such a small scene, right? It was. Do you yeah. remember the scene, Jeremiah? You remember that scene? It was such a small little like it was fu- scene. It was fucking great, but you got to remember, man, you're building up from season to season to season. We 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 have to figure out this is just one episode. One season, dude. Can he so, come back now? Okay, yeah, back. yeah, you yeah. can come back. Yeah, yeah cool. I, okay. I don't know, man. Yeah. I think there's a, a super more powerful, like you know, villain, which is probably just a regular person, probably uh, uh, Sean's Le- uh, Lex Luthor, you know, type of a vibe and shit like that. That's actually pulling the strings. And, and so, that's what I think on, on that on that note, okay. So before we we wrap things up here, we have to talk about the ending. We have to talk about the text that she gets, um, which I don't know. Seeing Wednesday with a with a cell phone kind of pissed me off, but. What do you guys think? Is it a student? Is it a faculty member? Is it somebody that we've already met? Who is going to be the next bad guy or gal that we're saying that who's going to be what's going to happen to season season two? Yeah, that's my way of saying it. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, The mom's still alive. That's what I think. The love of Tyler. Tyler, Tyler's mom's still alive. The hide from the hide. The OG hide. I think it's her. The OG hide. I think it's going to be her coming back in. And uh, she has more of a calling of of the you know like I don't know I think she's gonna come back out. Okay. I think it's a misdirection. I think it's I think the person who is reaching out is actually gonna be an ally. Um, and I think it's uh, it's gonna be a new teacher or a new um, uh, headmistress or headmaster. I think they really need to expand the story beyond just Wednesday. I like that. I actually think it's going to be do something with a cast uh, member from a, or a character from a Adam's family, like, you know, Cousin It. Maybe Cousin It's actually going to help her out this time around. Or, you know, maybe they go to a different school and never more in someone else, you know, like, you know, another. Maybe four country. schools battle each other for a cup. Oh, see, look at that. Maybe one of them is underwater. Bianca did say, oh, I'm going to get that trophy next year. So don't be, you know, like, or the fencing, something like that. She was just yeah. like, hey, we're, we're cool, but we're not like. You know, don't be too cocky. Which, I mean, who I says like. that, and who says any of the next season takes place at school too? It could take place in the summer. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, it could take in the streets of San Francisco. Who knows? Yeah, I really want to see Adam's family manor. I want to see the house. That would yes. be pretty cool. Yeah, I think that the important thing, and I get that the show is Wednesday and the focus is Wednesday and that the actress is perfect as Wednesday, but we need, we need to, to really establish ourselves in, in the family. Um, and I, I don't know if I, where I read it, but one of the thoughts was to bring Morticia in as the new headmistress, which would bring Pugsley in as a student. I think that would be actually really badass. Oh, okay. Don't like it. Don't like it. We'll see about that one. <laughs> Why don't you I, like that? I like, I, cause I think that, uh, the, that the character that is the best of this show is Morticia, and it's because we have seen the least of her. It's because she doesn't get on your nerves. She just kind of floats in, has some wonderful lines, and floats out. She's not serious. She's not deep. Uh, I just I don't want to ruin I don't want to ruin her character. I want to just keep it exactly the way it is. 
He wants to keep it in 1992. I do. I want to I keep it with the streak of light across her, her <laughs> eyes. I wish I had more time for, what is it, uh, channeling the dark arts. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to the inner review. Now it's time in the podcast where each of the hosts provides this score on the following scale. Eddie, can you provide the scale, please? Zero, the perfect movie. You don't need shit to enjoy it. Uh, one, a feel-good first cocktail. Two, a happy buzz. Three, you're going to Uber or Lyft and home. Four, rough morning walk of shame. Five, blackout shit face spring break drunk. Gentlemen, let's start with Sean. All right. So uh, I did not much care for this particular episode. And I think a lot of it had to do with, uh, we're talking about uh, episode seven, um, uh, Fester. I thought Fester was a wasted character, a wasted storyline. I thought um, uh, now watching it again and kind of going through it, uh, in the last couple of episodes, Eddie and Brandon had said something that I think rings more true. Uh, the, the, the pacing was off on episode five and six and seven, they were like, Oh shit, we have to go reveal a bunch of stuff. Let's add an infester to kind of help the plot line and introduce a new character. Because when your story gets stale, there's two things you could do, kill somebody or introduce someone new. And so they decided to introduce someone new and it didn't quite, it didn't quite work for me. Um, I'm going to give this episode a three. It's, it's, it's worse than um, average. Uh, I think Fester kind of ruined it, but I mean, we talked about it. We talked about it enough, but yeah, um, yeah, that's my score. Three. Uh, Jeremiah. All right, guys. Well, I actually thought this episode was not that bad. Uh, I actually rewatching it, seeing uh, uh, Fester, I kind of got it, man. He's just fucking psychotic, you know, and it's kind of weird. And he was uh, there to help uh, Wednesday to get kind of a, a helper through this uh, hard situation that she's experiencing, you know, with the knowledge that she, you know, she was able to gain. And the end actually was a good surprise, you know? I mean, I kind of figured it out, but, you know, the kind of uh, uh, revelation to it, you're just like, fuck, okay, so here it's going to go. So I actually thought it was a good, I don't know, I think it's a good track in a record album. Like, it's not the first song, it's not the third song, it's not the last song, it's just a song to get to the other song. So I didn't have a problem with it, man. I think it was just an average, average fucking episode. So it's a 2.5 for me, guys. Eddie, go for it. I'll draw nets. Yeah, I'll draw nets. I feel like they this uh, series Wednesday shot their load too quick, um, and I feel like you know episode. And I, I look at the scores on IMDb, and you know I was hoping for the to the tell end to bring up some type of a uh, just to bring it home. Finally, you know, I knew these were the last two episodes. So I was hoping I was hoping something more uh, going into this. Uh, I, I knew Fester was coming, so I was waiting for that. Uh, you have Wednesday, this character who's just just holds the camera so well. And Fester, like I think everyone was saying, uh, Sean was saying earlier, um, that it was like they, they rushed it and it just didn't have a good enough backing of a story. Um, I did enjoy moments that he was on the screen with and he developed Wednesday quickly. But like it, I think it goes back to how I felt about five. It was just too late for me. Um, and it, for me, it was just also like I couldn't possibly help without him in the story or um, I don't know. It felt like it was it was forced to have him in there because it, it, you know we needed him there because he's part of the Adams family. Um, I just don't see. I, I think the best part about this episode for me personally was in the big reveal. So it was uh, forty minutes of me just you know bouncing around like who done it, who done it, who done it, and then at the very end, boom, like oh it's this guy. So it just didn't it didn't hit long term with me. Uh, I think this is. Uh, this was had so much 
potential, but it just didn't hit. So I'm at 2.75. I think you guys are real close to the same store as I was thinking. This is just below an average uh, episode for me. I think it, you have to have it, but I think it could just be wrapped up with episode six almost. Um, so 2.75. Brandon? Yeah, so um, I will be nice and say that this episode it was an extreme disappointment. These two episodes were extreme disappointments to me. Um, and, and I was trying to figure out why I was so angry last night and I went to bed like upset and, uh, and I'll talk about it more a little bit when we get to eight, but it's because I had such high expectations and hopes for Wednesday as a show. And I feel like they just didn't get to what they could have gotten with this show. Um, yeah, as soon as I saw Fester, I was excited. And as soon as Fester opened his mouth, I was disappointed. And unlike what Ed said, where there's some good to me, there was absolutely nothing good about Fester. You know, if you ever take a, a, a writing course or a creative writing course or anything like that, one of the biggest things they say to stay away from is, is character or I'm sorry, exposition dumps where you basically just throw a bunch of information at the reader or the viewer because you need to get that information out and it's easy. And that's exactly what Fester was, right? We've had six episodes of ooh, who done it? What's going on? Murder mystery. We've got these, you know, snap twice to open up extra yes. rooms, and all of a sudden he walks and he's like, "Oh, that's a hide," and we're supposed to be like, "Oh my god, look at that bullshit!" She needs to find that shit out on her own. Find the book. Find a, a missing chapter. I don't know what it was, but Fester was this easy option for them. And it pissed me off, right? Um, to me, this was uh, this was not an this was not an average episode. This was a much lower episode, um, and it's almost like Sean, you were talking about pacing. You're right. It, it, it's like they had such slow pacing that they realized that they needed to speed it up. What they actually needed to do was to keep that same pacing and add in an extra episode and let it be a nine episode season because then they could have developed this reveal. Um, to me, so basically I'm just going to keep rambling, but I won't ramble anymore. To me, this was a, uh, this was a 3.5. Um, it was, it was a below average. Isn't it really funny how writers and, 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 and producers do exactly the wrong thing at the wrong time. They do the exact opposite yeah. of what they should. Like every time they, they feel like they need to speed up, they go too fast and every, or, mm -hmm. or they don't, they don't. Whatever the decision make, mm -hmm. made is just it doesn't work, and it's and easy to armchair quarterback. It's too late. Yeah, it's easy to armchair oh, yeah, quarterback, no, I'm not right? That. I'm just, but no, and and you're you're, right. you're absolutely right, and that's the thing that we have. You know, we we do we have the opportunity to sit back and say, "Ooh, I wish they had done it differently." When you're you know when you're in the writing chair. Well, or the directing chair, it, it it is different. But at the same time, maybe we should learn. We the collective, you know, creators of the world should learn to to fix these mistakes before they happen because they are so common. You know, I guess, that's the difference. I, I also want to say that's the difference between the writer and then actually put it on screen. The writer is probably writing this, and then all of a sudden they put it to the to, to, to film, and they, somebody's like, "Fuck, man, you you got so close to what I was trying to do, and you fucked it up." The very yeah. last couple scenes. Or so, you, yeah, do you think? So do you think it's because of uh, Tim Burton not being actually involved yes. in the last four episodes? Oh my god, yes. It? Yeah. You think yes. Might, yeah. Be, yeah. might be the that. issue? I'm right sorry, and I didn't mean it. Yeah, didn't mean to interrupt you on that one. Go ahead, Eddie. When you take those scores and divide by four, what does episode seven of Wednesday get us? It gives us a two point nine three seven five. Two point nine three seven five. Yep. 
Uh, Jeremiah, yeah. where does that put us on the list of uh, of episodes we've reviewed thus far? For the series for Wednesday, it is the last episode. Yeah. It is oh. ranked last. Yeah. yeah. So it's a uh, it's a it's pretty nasty. As Sean actually. would say that's that's about where it should be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, episode eight. You want to start there? Uh... It would be. Is it me? Oh God. Um, okay. So uh, yeah. So I mean, in that case, just to continue uh, and reiterate what I was saying, that I was I was left with a disappointed taste in my mouth. Um, I thought that the show was trying to uh, trying to steer us in too many directions. I think that when you have a mystery, and I get that this is part of the mystery, but at the same time, when you have a mystery and you don't give any any indication, any clues, instead, you know, you're constantly trying to misdirect. Um, it just pisses me off. I wanted there to be a little bit more of like, oh yeah, of course it's Tyler. Oh yeah, of course it's it's uh, Thornhill, you know, Richie's character. Um, I thought that the CGI, you know, uh, reenactment of or uh, whatever re whatever of uh, of Crackstone was pathetically wasted. I thought that that uh, we missed out on on really caring about any character besides Enid. Yeah, Enid turned into a wolf, and that was great. And I was rooting for her the whole time. And I love Enid as a character. I love Wednesday as a character. I love Jenna Ortega and and whoever plays Enid. I love them as actors and actresses. But ultimately, this show culminated in a big flop and disappointment i know that they're setting up season two and of course it's going to do great and of course i'll watch it and well i'm guessing that we'll probably be reviewing it but at the same time am i sitting there itching to see season two not a damn chance okay um i you know honestly i season two is going to be a take it or leave it for me i'll watch it but i'm not going to love it i'm I'm not i'm not going to look forward to it um, and expect to love it uh, so I guess if I were just to like sum up the entire series or season for me, um, and for episode eight, it's just disappointing. Uh, it had to me so much potential that just was not, it was not met. So, uh, you know, it's a below average episode. It's a below average, uh, show. I'm giving it a 3.85. Um, I think it's, it's not quite a four. I don't think it's a terrible one. Uh, if you're, if you're really asking why 3.85, why not 3.75? Honestly, it's to piss Jer- Jeremy off. That's, that's all it is. So, um, I'm going with a 3.85 to piss Jer off. And I believe it's going to Thing, which is Ed, you're the next one. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I did, uh, you know, I was thinking like, okay, this is ep- this is episode eight. This is after a long, you know, eight episodes of watching this. And I think what I was, I think I came to, you know, to what I was expecting, you know, after watching uh, Stranger Things, the, the mm-hmm. last couple seasons, the way they ended was so epic from like, from season, from episode four on, they just, after one, after another, like these were hit records that they were producing. Yes. Um, and it just... It you know it just didn't do it for me. Like everyone's comparing this to Stranger Things. Stranger Things knocks this out of the park. Like this is a good show. Is it a great show? No. It, it's a it's a it's a you know it it had you a couple episodes. I don't think it should be more than two seasons. Like, if they keep pushing this out, then they're going to ruin Wednesday and the whole Abs family. Well uh, that vibe. Um, I I do I do like Jenna Ortega, and I think if she's smart, get out after next season and just call it wraps and just move on for her next career. Um, I I was also I mean even Obi Wan Kenobi like it's just like these last two other seasons or uh, shows we watched they were just ended so well and this one I was expecting this like big like battle scene and know, instead right. it be- yeah and instead it became uh it, you know yeah like oh I, I uh Eugene controls bees and it just I just wish it would have stayed a little bit more believable even though I don't know that's possible um 
I like how the roommates came together at the very end. The thing also was there uh, and always kind of like watching Wednesday's bat. Um, I, I like the idea of Xavier kind of wraps up and, you know, and becomes, hey, you're coming back next year. You got, you got this little romance build up for season two. Like there's little parts here I was enjoyed. I think it was better than episode seven. Um, it wrapped it up as best it could with the shit show seven was. Uh, so I'm going to say this was just a, a average ending of the whole series. But I would say this is a 2.5. 2.5. Jeremiah. Got it. So um, I had a different, different reaction to this episode. I actually thought it was um, it was fun. I thought actually all the secrets and all the mysteries that were revealed actually kind of put everything together. And I was actually really enjoying it, man. I mean, it was really fun to see uh, uh, Wednesday finally coming to the conclusion and actually kind of like, you know, figuring out the situation and having her friends caring about her and actually fighting the same fight that she's been trying to save and whatnot. I actually really enjoyed the shit out of it, man. I thought Christina Ritchie and, and, and Jen Ortega were fucking great. It was great to see Wednesday and Wednesday fighting each other. It was great to see the the torch passing one another. I do admit that the monster was not scary at all. It was kind of fucking just yeah. like horrible CGI yeah, shit. CGI. Yeah. You know, I would like it to be more of a natural, like, serial killer or someone actually doing some shit like that. You know, that would have been more interesting. or the, the, the monster with the big eyes? The monster with the big eyes. I think mm. I was just, since the first episode, it was just like, it was not fucking scary at all. So, um, I, I it, what it, this episode did for me is like, you know what? I'm down to see season two if it makes it, you know? But I actually thought it was an overall strong episode. You know, we'll see what happens with season two. I think I think it's going to be fucking interesting. So for me, it's a one point seven five. I don't know if you're disgusted or trying to sneeze there, Brandon. You okay? No, God, my my fucking dog just lit like ripped one like I've never smelled before. So I'm sorry. <laughs> it's awful. I can't. I'm sorry. One point one point seven five, Jeremy. Yeah, one point seven five. Uh, uh, all right, I'll, I'll I'll finish this out here. So I thought the uh, the first part of this episode, you can't you, you kind of come off uh, the Hyde character reveal, the change of the of the entire Tyler character, the the sinisterness, the villainess. Then you have kind of Jenny Ortega teaming up with our Wednesday teaming up with the headmistress to trick Christina Ricci. Yeah. Uh, I thought that this episode had the makings of putting all the best pieces of the show together yes. in a beautiful way. Yep. And quite frankly, it, it missed in eight minutes. Eight minutes was just trash. And they yep. took the easy way out and they made, they relied on Cragstone. They relied on CG. They relied on a bunch of different things that I, I don't blame them because it seems like it would be an easy, popular choice. It's big. It's bold. Here's what we're doing. But uh, it just didn't hit for me. And I, I think the, the I'm not going to perhaps go as harsh as the rest of the crew here, uh, only because I think the show has great roots, great roots, great bones, great acting. I think that it has something that a lot of other shows wish they had, which is a water cooler following a uh, uh how do you say it jeremiah you want to be like a, a a feeling to it like a like a, a cult oh, it has a cult following man right like, you know cult, like you sure know, yeah yeah it I, has it has I that, get what you're saying though that element to it and that is so hard to establish so i am looking forward to them turning and maybe getting a little bit more serious with season two a little bit more agatha christie 
a little bit more. That would be pretty uh, cool. Yeah, a little bit more. Um, I mean, I would love for the entire season to take place on like going to school on a train. Like that would be badass. Like <laughs> that's what I'm looking for is a small. I'm no, but by by saying that, uh, Brain, I'm looking for a small, condensed. compact story yeah. that you condensed that, that that isn't based on supernatural, but based on human characteristics. Yeah. And that to me is is really what I thought the show was going to be at the beginning. So I'm going to give this a, a 1.25. Um, I think that it, it was a satisfying end. It gave me answers to all the questions. My problems were with eight minutes and I'm not going to hold those eight minutes and destroy an entire show over eight minutes. So that's just where I'm going to stand. And Eddie, when you take those, uh, those scores and divide by four, what does episode uh, eight get us uh, an average score of? It, it it gives us a two point three three seven five, two point three three seven five. And Jeremiah, where does that put us on the list of movies or of uh, episodes that we've reviewed? Fourth, I'm guessing. It's ranked six actually out of eight episodes. So, oh, um, okay. worst of it is um, episode one. And then episode seven is the last one, actually. So if you uh, add all those episodes together, uh, Eddie, and divide them by eight, what does uh, Wednesday get a uh, series score of? really hope Brandon's right on this one because I butchered it somehow. So 1.8125. Which is, you know, it's close to a two. And I think that's a realistic spot. Just you know, I for me, I think it's close to a two. It's a one point eight. Jeremy, tell that. Tell me that's not better. Than, or, a, tell me that's worse than all the other television shows he, we've. No, done he's saying time. that it's an average show. That's not an average show. It's a below average show. So uh, our number one shows right now is uh, Stranger Things, yeah, uh, Volume Street. Four. It was ranked number one. Zero point seven eight for the series average. Yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi yeah. average one point zero two five. That's the second best. And Wednesday comes right below. Uh, number three, which is not a bad score, one point eight one three. So you know what? It's a little um, high. I mean, it, it is a little better than it needs to be. I feel like it maybe should have been like around a, a closer to a two point five, like a two point. You're just saying that because of the last two episodes. Yeah, actually, yeah, when yeah, you yeah. think about it, episode okay. six, episode four, three, two. I mean, the these were some of the episode. And the reason we I mean, do this, is, yeah. the reason we do this methodology is because it's blind, Eddie. You didn't know the end when you were in the last two episodes when you're reviewing episode four or five. So it, it really was an honest take at it. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would right. watch it. Realistically, I would watch this again, and I'll be. I'm looking forward to season two. Oh, I am too. It. If you enjoyed our review or found the podcast, we ask you please subscribe wherever you're listening and leave us a five star review on iTunes. Physical reviews uh, are very much appreciated. And you can find us on Instagram at the dot gentleman podcast. The dot means a lot. You can visit our website at thegentlemanpodcast.com, or if you want to reach out to us by email, you can do so at hosts with an S H O S T S at thegentlemanpodcast.com. That uh, kind of wraps up our season for, for 2022. Uh, thank you. Wish you a happy new year coming up. And uh, we're preparing diligently for season four. We're going to start releasing episodes in January. Super excited about the lineup we've got uh, coming up. And just wanted to wish you all a you know happy holidays. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your your you're listening so much and with that we're doing a final cheers of 2022 and we'll see you in 2023 cheers which will be like next week cheers guys cheers did you break your glass at some point he's gonna shatter it he really is